and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chalk, and I'm here to give my opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello and welcome to the Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill review. I thought this was a fantastic show. Um, my one problem with it is it needs to be in a bigger venue, especially when you have a main event like we did between two women that kicked ass um i wish that was on a bigger platform but a really good night for impact and let's get straight to it shall we uh, they started in a nice way with a 10 bell salute for don west who passed away earlier this month and then it was straight into the Full Metal Mayhem match between Bully Ray and Josh Alexander for the Impact World Championship. And this was mad. Uh, Bully attacked Josh from behind during his entrance. Uh, Josh Alexander was busted open early on. Bully hit a powerbomb through a table. Uh, Josh used bin lids and a cheese grater. Both guys now bleeding at this point. And we're still early on in the match. Uh, Bully pushed Josh from a ladder on the ramp, meaning he crashed into the ring into a big pile of thumbtacks. Uh, John Skyler and Jason Hotch came out. Uh, they helped Bully Ray and tied Josh Alexander to the top rope. Tommy Dreamer returned. He looked like at one point he was going to help Bully Ray and then smashed um, a bin lid over Bully's head but he then gets speared through a table by Bully Ray Josh's wife runs in from the crowd uh, she protects Josh uh, just as Bully looks like she's gonna, he's going to smash over the bin she hit a low blow uh, delivered a sliced bread near enough through uh, thumbtacks Josh got cut out of the uh, zip ties he then laid Bully Ray on a table inside the ring he climbed the ladder that was on the ramp jumped from there into the ring through the table looked like he had won it one, two, but no Bully Ray kicked out, so Alexander locks on the ankle lock. Bully Ray had to tap out. Uh, this was decent, although a little hammy at times. And it, you know, Bully Ray sort of overacted a little bit too much for me, but it was still very enjoyable. Uh, I love Josh Alexander and what he brings to pro wrestling. 
he reminds me a lot of Kurt Angle. Not just the ankle lock, but in other ways as well. I really like him. Surprised he's not at a, one of the top promotions in pro wrestling, if I'm honest. I'm sure he will be one day, though. We then get the four-way tag team match. Uh, the major players versus Ace Austin and Chris Bay versus Heath and Rhino versus Motor City Machine Guns for the tag team titles. I haven't written much down for this, um, but we did have a nice power slam from Heath off the top rope on Brian Myers. Uh, Rhino gets rolled up by Cardona to eliminate him and Heath. Ace Austin hit the fold on Brian Myers to eliminate the major players. And then Motor City Machine Guns, I will get it out, uh, won the match in the end to retain their titles. Yeah, this was okay. Some great stuff in there. But I'm just not a fan of multi-team matches, unless it's like a gauntlet or something like that. So I kind of zoned out during this. I don't really remember anything that happened. Like I said, there was some, there was some good stuff, especially from Bay and Ace Austin, who were great. But, yeah, not for me this one. Next up was... Um, Frankie Kazarian coming to the ring, and he announced that he has left Impact, uh, left AEW, and he has now signed a long-term contract with Impact. I kind of saw this coming, if I'm honest. I don't think he's had the best of times in AEW since SCU broke up. I'm sure he he'll do great once again in Impact where he spent most of his career. And then the next match was Joe Hendry versus Moose for the Digital Media Championship. Uh, the story of this was Joe Hendry being in the head of Moose for most of it. He carried that on by slapping him and being a step ahead early on, but Moose uses his superior power to wear down Hendry. Hendry came back though after no selling a slap and just gorilla presses Moose to the outside. Uh, he nearly won off a cutter as well. Moose hit a sky high that got a near four. Pop up power bomb by Hendry also got a two count. Uh, Moose though eventually won the match after uh, hitting a low blow behind the referee's back and a huge spear. One, two, three. But then, the new director of authority, none other than Santino Morella, comes out to the, the ramp. He restarts the match because Moose is, and I quote, a cheating Sanamagan. Henry hits standing ovation and retains the Digital Media Championship. I thought this was great all round. 
I really like everyone involved, including Santino, who I've kind of missed in wrestling, as stupid as his gimmick was in WWE. Great to see him back. Moose is somebody that I've sort of championed for a long time now. I think he has Megastar written all over him. And Joe Hendry's so entertaining. And, yeah, created a really good match, I thought. We then had a fatal four-way for the number one contenders ma- uh, contendership for the Knockouts Championship. And it was Masha Slamovich versus Deanna Parazzo versus Killer Kelly versus Taylor Wilde. And this match gave everyone a chance to shine and show what they can do. It did feel a little bit rushed at times. But all four women had a high risk dive early on. Which was great. Uh, Deanna Parazzo was using her superior wrestling skills. Taylor Wilde as well, this new witchy gimmick was I thought she had a really good night um, but in the end the match was won when Masha Slamovich hit a snowplow onto Parazzo and Kelly who uh, Killer Kelly had Parazzo in was it Crossface or something like that anyway and then she pinned Taylor Wilde. So Masha Slamovich is now the number one contender for the Impact Knockouts Championship. I thought it was good though. Um, there's been a lot of rumours about Diana Parazzo possibly going to WWE. I for one really hope she does. She definitely deserves a second chance there. Who knows, maybe she shows up in the Rumble. The next match was Steve Macklin versus Rich Swan in a false count anywhere match. But this started in the back as uh, Rich Swan was about to get interviewed. Steve Macklin attacked him. Security tried to break it up, but in the end, the referee just says, Yep, yeah, ring the bell, let's go. Uh, Macklin got thrown into a recycling bin. Uh, they fight out to roadside, and Swan hit a cutter on the pavement. Macklin hit a spear through some uh, metal barricades after being bounced off a a car, by the way. (laughs) Um, Rich one then found a shovel and he used that across the back of Steve Macklin. They make their way back to ringside where Macklin throws him around on the outside of the ring. Uh, Swan again hit a cutter on the floor. That got a two count. Macklin gets kicked off the ramp. uh, Sent crashing to the floor. Swan hit a frog splash. That got two. Macklin with a massive sit-out powerbomb on the floor. Which looked nasty. That got a two count. And then Macklin used uh, one of the gates that they have for uh, people in wheelchairs I guess that hit Rich Swan straight in the head Macklin hit the KIA on the ramp which was a DDT and won the match 
I thought this was really good. Uh, I'm not a big Rich Swan fan, if I'm honest, but he was made to look really good in this one. Macklin, for me, seems to have everything to make it to a main event level star. Every time I see him, I really like what he does. I guess that was what this match was for, really, to make Macklin a star. It worked in my eyes. <clears throat> and then we had Eddie Edwards versus Jonathan Gresham. Uh, Edwards just can't land anything on Gresham early on. A big cross body by Gresham to the outside, though. Uh, Edwards does get in control eventually and delivers some hard chops. Later, Eddie Edwards hits a big power slam and a hanging cutter for two. Uh, Gresham makes a comeback by attacking Eddie's injured arm. He hits a standing moonsault that got a two count. Edwards, though, hit a blue thunder bomb out of nowhere for two. A springboard moonsault by Gresham and a suicide dive. They then fight on the turnbuckle. Gresham goes face first into the turnbuckle. Edwards... It's a sit-out powerbomb that got two count. He then hits Tiger Driver. That got another two count. But a Boston, uh, Boston knee party was enough to give Eddie Edwards, for me, a surprise win in this. This was really very good. Uh, Jonathan Gresham, for me, is a special talent. It's a shame it didn't work out for him in AEW. I think some of the matches that he could have had. And yeah, I think he could have been really good there. But let's hope he does well in Impact. After the match as well, the lights go out. We get some lightning bolts. And then PCO returned to leave Eddie Edwards laying he, uh, Edwards buried PCO last time they saw each other. And PCO come back <laughs> spitting dirt and sand or something. It's quite entertaining, but... Yeah, so he's back. And then it was time for the main event. And it was Mickey James in the last rodeo match versus Jordan Grace for the Knockouts Championship. Uh... Grace just overpowers Mickey early on. Mickey, though, hits a fez press to get a few shots in. Grace was in control, though. Mickey got some breathing room after a bulldog from the top rope. They trade hard strikes, and then Mickey knocks Grace down with a thrust kick. She pulls off an old school as well. Uh, Undertaker style. Jordan Grace nearly won after a superplex straight into a jackhammer that looked awesome. Mickey uh, fought back, hit a senton for a two. Grace smashed a beautiful spine buster. That got a two count. Uh, Grayson hit a sit-out powerbomb for two. Mickey countered a pile driver by spiking Grace on her head for a two count. They trade rolled-ups at this point until Mickey hit the Mick Kick and the Mick DT. 
but Grace somehow kicks out of that. Mickey looked to uh, tap out while she was in a sleeper hold, um, but referee obviously missed it, and they carried on the match. Uh, Mickey sends Grace first, uh, shoulder first, into the ring post, and then nails a tornado DDT to pick up the win. What an incredible match this was! I thought it was really, really good, full of story. Uh, Mickey was, of course, fantastic, and there were some great near falls in there where you thought. Her career may just have been over. I think a lot of people thought that it was going to be. I have to say, though, Jordan Grace looked incredible as well. I was blown away by how good she looked, actually, in this match. Her gear was amazing. Um, she's in incredible shape, of course. But the way she held herself as well, she looked every bit of the equal that Mickey James is. Yeah, I thought this was a fantastic main event. And, like I said, a really good show. Uh, I say this every time I do a an Impact review, but if you haven't been watching Impact, give it a go. Um, don't get put off by the tiny crowds that you get on Impact. Um, there's some incredible talent on that roster. Some incredible athleticism, some decent stories. Yes, you will get the odd piece of rubbish, but I think it's really good impact. Not on the level of like an AEW, but it's definitely worth a watch. But that is your Impact Hard to Kill review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter. I am at Adam Chalk on there. I'll be back tomorrow with the AW Rampage and WWE Smackdown reviews. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.